Hi, welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence, Trauma Transformer. This is Grace Hart here. And today we're talking about a question that um, I hear a lot and I certainly have asked when I left a domestic violence uh, relationship. Can you find love again? Do you even want to be loved again? Um, and is it possible? Does it even exist that there's someone that's kind and empowering and some, you know, someone that you can create with? Do you even have a reference point for it? I didn't. You know, maybe in my awareness of what is possible, but I certainly didn't have it as a reference point in a, in a practical sense, a pragmatic sense. So th- I can't answer this for you. <laughs> it's actually your own awareness because some people, they actually do want to fly solo after a relationship and that's okay. However, what I do want to say is the, the answer for me is yes. You can receive love and a beautiful love after domestic violence. However, there's some things to be aware of and pay attention to and I'd just like to highlight those today. So if you've come out of a domestic violence relationship, chances are you're incredibly vulnerable. Your system might be weak, um, exhaustion, due to cortisol, adrenaline, and just the sheer exhaustion of battling for however long you battled in that relationship. They've now realised that intimate partner, they call it intimate partner terrorism. And when I first heard that, I wasn't shocked. I was actually relieved. Because that's how I felt. I felt like I'd been in war So when you come out of this, the trauma is still in your body. There's a vulnerability there of exhaustion. Now, you might be one of those people that fall straight into another relationship that could actually be amazing, and that's great. As long as your awareness is that this is something that's generative, kind, there's gratitude there. There's, a, there's an expansion there. So you're not being rescued. That, that relationship is a choice. Not coming out of a neediness. And I've spoken to you before about the flower and that when you're in the centre of the flower, you're being you. There's a spaciousness around it. Even if you're going through a hard time, there's still a space, a clarity, a connection with everything. When you come out of a relationship that has domestic violence, it's quite possible that you have never really experienced being in the centre of the flower. You might have a protector part or a manager part that, is, that just seems so conscious and kind. And that part of you might just believe still in kindness and just want to jump in with somebody else. And the thing is, when you're functioning from one of those pedals that are disassociative or disenfranchised, you're not coming from clear awareness. You'd either be coming from a fear of, I don't want to have this or I want to make sure and control this so um, I know exactly what's going on. Or it could actually be a part that wants to keep you small 
and you find yourself being swept into a, just an, a different kind of monster. So the first thing I want to say to you is if you have an awareness that you're choosing to have another relationship and you know, just in the gut, you know it's possible, that's great. All I would say is make sure you're coming from the centre of the flower when you choose that. Make it a choice. Don't go into a relationship on autopilot or get swept away by emotions and feelings. Come from a place of clarity from that centre. Talk to somebody that you trust. Say, hey, I'm thinking about choosing to go out with this person. The other thing is when you are with that person, can you be all of you? Can you actually make choices for yourself? Speak up for yourself? If any part of you is walking on eggshells, that's a warning sign. And it's not necessarily a warning sign that they are abusive. It could be a warning sign that you have trauma in your body to such an extent that even if this person is a possibility for you and a lovely one, you may just end up sabotaging it because these parts of yours are hijacking you more than you would like. There are parts that are disassociated that can actually kill a body. There are parts that can interfere with your organs, etc. So just be aware who's choosing this relationship. Is it you or somebody else or something else? But a good sign is if there's a spaciousness, a lightness. And I'm not talking about trauma bonding because as we know, the very first thing with domestic violence that perpetrators do is love bomb. They get you feeling amazing about yourself. They ask you questions about you, that they you know that they, they're interested in you. They may talk about how amazing you are, how gifted you are, how, how they're so lucky to have you. So just be aware, am I being love-bombed here? Or is this a genuine expression? And the way you answer that is your perception. If there's a wonk when they say it, or there's kind of like a push energy, like they're trying to convince you. So it's twofold. One is, where are you at with your trauma in your body? Because as Peter Levine says, and I, I really agree with him, if you have trauma in the body, that trauma, that energy pattern, is going to seek a person, a situation, an event to release that trauma. It's the way the body works. There is a body consciousness. It, it knows it's got this energy that's unconscious. It knows. It needs to let that out. And what I'm really desiring is what if we can release this trauma in the body so we don't have to experience abusive people or situations, events, circumstances. If there's no trauma in the body, the being is free to create with the body a life of 
infinite possibilities. The being has access to everything, the good, the bad and the ugly. It's all knowing. And so is the body, however if it's been indoctrinated or impelled by uh, epi-energetics. So in other words, energies from past generations. It will actually be pretty tricky to be in a space of infinite possibilities, gifting and receiving with a partner. Now, that's not to say it takes bravery and courage. If you're one of those people that, you know, the universe went, here's somebody, you know, soon after, and it's truly spacious and the only thing that's getting in the way maybe are your parts, saying, don't do it, (laughs) we don't want to maybe get hurt again. It takes bravery to, to actually listen to those parts and say, okay, I hear you, however, I know of a greater possibility and I'm in the centre of the flower and I know I have my back and I have your back and let's do some work together so you two can get that this relationship's not like what you think it is. Because don't forget, disassociated parts, they only, they're like a, um, playing play on a, on a recorder that when they get triggered by an external factor, a voice, a, a, a sound, you know, a look, lighting, uh, an event, um, it can trigger a part. And then that part presses play that says, don't do it, this is terrible, you know, last time you did this you got really hurt, etc., etc." So get to know when you're being you and when you're not being you. <laughs> because if you've been in a, a domestic violence relationship and now the universe is presenting someone that's completely opposite, you need to be brave enough and courageous enough to, in the face of your fears, know that this is not that and that you can choose greater. And that you actually deserve it. Now the second part of what I wanted to say is really a love note to your future partner. I had a dream um, a couple of weeks ago or maybe months ago. And I've chosen to be single since leaving uh, my domestic partner, the domestic violence partner. And I was aware of a a future reality where there was someone beautiful and kind and spacious and together and independently we can create a greater world. I was aware of that. Uh, For me that's my benchmark. I I don't choose to be in a relationship just because of being in one. I don't have needs like that. Um, It's more about, wow, what can we generate and create together? And by being together independently, what can we generate and create as well? So one of the things that I I noticed was, actually I shouldn't tell you what I noticed, it's more about this dream, (laughs) so I want to take you back to the dream. So basically in this dream, um, and it was so vivid, um, I was just walking in a beautiful, beautiful land and there was this amazing tree and I, I, I bumped into this person and all this person said was, you're not broken you're injured and it was so and his eyes were just so smiling and kind and just beautiful I just remembered you know and a gorgeous smile and um, I don't remember the actual visuals of it but I certainly remember 
um, the energy coming from his eyes and his beautiful smile. And I woke up and I woke up with this voice just saying, you know, you're not broken, you're just injured. And it was interesting because when we talk about chronic post-traumatic stress, it's an injury. It's not a disability or a disease. It's an injury to the brain. It's an injury to the personality. And injuries can heal. And it was said with such clarity and awareness and this beautiful being was showing me an energy of what if you don't need to fix everything? What if you just realise that you were injured and now what can you choose? And, you know, you could choose someone that by being with them, the injury just goes away. So I'm talking about two things here. There is the mainstream way of doing something where, you know, we learn about the parts and we we learn about the trauma and all of that is is so important. However, I also know that our brains are amazing, our bodies are amazing and there is a universal intelligence out there that in a moment, you know, a cancer could be healed. In a moment, the injury that I sustained to my personality with the right conditions can just disappear. And what I've realized is something that I learned in counseling. So we talk about the um, vagus nerve and there's different stages um, when a client comes in what to look for. And the very first stage is a stage where they are so depressed. So there's hardly any breathing and um, you know, there's hardly any blood pressure, for example. Their eyes and you know, eyelids are very heavy. There's not a lot of movement, not a lot of not a lot of um, the breath is so so shallow you don't even see any movement. And the from a perspective of counseling, the advice with this particular client is increase their energy gradually. So it's not even about helping them with words or a cognition or giving them exercises or anything like that because they've realised when this person is, is so depressed and, and has so little energy, they are functioning from a place where they do not have access to their whole brain. They do not have access to asking a question or making a change or, or even cognitizing what's been told to them. And so the energy is actually what needs to be increased. Now, what's super interesting is what I realized in that moment when this beautiful being in the dream showed me that. I was taken back to how I was energetically when I first left. And I realized that what this beautiful being was showing me in my dream, I wouldn't even been able to, to get it. And the contrast between what he was showing me and what I had just come out of was so polar opposite that not only would I not be able to see it and choose it, it would actually be harmful to me. And I use the example of like, a, a, you know, cooking in a Pyrex dish. So let's say you've got some frozen pasta and it's in a Pyrex dish and, and you want to put it in the oven to heat. 
So you heat the oven up and just say you took it straight from the freezer and put it into a hot oven, right? It's going to crack. However, the actual Pyrex can go up to lots of heat without cracking. It's just the contrast. Because it was in the frozen, to have so much heat is, is detrimental. It's harmful. And so I realized in that moment I've been on a journey and it, it didn't need to take as long as it did. Everyone's individual. However, there's this energy that's available when you have a, an intimate partner that's kind and empowering versus intimate terrorism. You know, the first time I heard that, intimate partner terrorism, what a relief, as I said, you know, in the past. It was a huge relief for me. Because that's what it was like. It's terrorism. And so when you've had years of terrorism, it's no different to people who have been in the war. There is an injury to the personality. There's an injury to their personality. But they're not broken. That's the choice. And I thought I was broken. I thought I was not lovable. I thought that... Um, if I was with anybody, that it would be harmful to them because I'm not, you know, I'm not, I wasn't special or I wasn't, you know, all, all these lies basically. However, that's that contrast. So if you're functioning from I'm hopeless, I'm worthless, I'm ugly, um, you know, I can't contribute to anyone and also tie in with that just exhaustion, And then you've got an offering that is saying, hey, beautiful, I can see how magical you are. I can see that, oh, my goodness, what can we generate and create together? And let's, let's do that. Just hop on over here, forget all of that sort of stuff, and let's, let's get on with it. And when you're ready to say yes to that and you know, you're brave enough to not buy the injury as who you are, or that injury that you are broken, magic can happen. Now, both ways are fine. There's no right or wrong. You can choose to change something energetically. And that's Peter Levine's work as well. You know, just looking at ways to release energetically the, the trauma in the body so you don't have to pick that abusive partner or that bad contract or whatever it is, that conflict, that argument... So coming back to the love letter to your future partner, I would like to say that. I would like to say that who you are loving, they are not broken. They're injured. And if you give them space to be them, they will instantly repair that injury. And I, you probably can't hear, but we've got kookaburras just going crazy in the garden right now. <laughs> and they bring laughter. And I would probably say to you, don't make their injury true and real. Validate their experience. However, be the energetic possibility of what you know is possible.
And all I would say is that you have most likely chosen someone who is incredibly kind. Because if they stayed in an abusive relationship for that long, it usually means that they are incredibly kind and that they believe and know things can get greater, always. And that they know that possibilities exist. And now speaking to the person who's come out of the violence, please know that's true for you. Then the difference is you can choose to be a space of kindness, empowerment, encouragement, seeing possibilities with somebody who takes and abuses or you can choose to be that gift to somebody that is willing to receive it and also gift back to you. It just happens naturally. So it's just about choosing consciously what's going to generate and create for you. Whereas when we are vulnerable or when we've been abused or we haven't had support when we've been growing up, we don't realize that we can choose. Just because a relationship shows up doesn't mean we need to choose it. And as I said, it takes courage, especially with the love bombing. It takes courage to, ha- to step back and say, hang on a minute. What's the energy behind this attention? And you'll know. And where I say it takes courage, it takes courage to receive that information, but it takes tremendous courage to act on it. To, in the face of supposed kindness and love bombing... <laughs> To actually say, no, this isn't, this isn't going to be something that I could choose or that's actually going to generate and create for me. So yes, the answer is yes for me. <laughs> you can be loved and you can actually contribute the most beautiful love to somebody else. More than you probably know right now. Only after you really released a a great chunk of the trauma will you see the beauty in you. It's a special kind of person that falls into these kind of relationships and stays in them. You're not stupid. You're not an idiot. You're incredibly kind and wanted to see someone else grow and choose greater. And all I'm saying now is when you choose, if you're someone that's choosing a relationship after domestic violence, when you choose, choose someone who's kind. Choose someone where there's a space around them, where there's no push energy, where in actual fact you're you're dropping into their You're actually choosing, like you're actually the one that's making the choices energetically to choose that rather than it being imposed upon you. It's almost like if you can imagine the other partner is just they're willing to receive you. So they're not asking you to come, they're not asking, they're not pushing themselves on you. They're just basically there. They're there saying, Hey, I'm here, I'm a possibility. And 
generally speaking, those sort of people are open to possibilities with anyone that they, that, you know, works for them. Because I don't believe in one love and one person. I think love's a choice and it's about what's going to generate and create for you and for them and for the world. That's how I see it. But as I said, it's okay if um, what's up for you is you just want to be loved. You just want to have someone to, you know, raise a family with and um, just, yeah, be loved and empowering. It's okay. It depends on what you're choosing. Some people want to leave a legacy. Some people want to change the world. And there's no greater or worse. Um, It's just choice. But get clear. And the last thing I want to say is get clear on what you would like in a person. You know, for me, they need to be energetically aware. It's it's an, a deal breaker for me. And so is they they are for me. It's about changing the world, leaving a legacy, creating something greater for future generations and for the planet. And for me, deal breakers are you know they've got to be kind, and funny. <laughs> so write your list. And also write your list of what's not okay, what's zero tolerance. And for me, you know, zero tolerance is abuse, push energy. And I'm not talking about generative energies where they inspire you and, you know, there's this, this swirling of, you know, creativity. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a push. Control. You know, lying, drugs, drinking. So get aware of what is you want in a partner? What do you desire them to be? And also, what is it that you are not choosing in a partner? And be willing to always be connected to your gut. And then when ready, just ask the universe. It's a funny thing when you're ready. <laughs> you just say, okay, universe, I'm ready. Bring him or her or whatever, you know, whoever you, your, your preference is. But as I said, do it from a place of creation, generation and choice. Not from a place of I need to be loved, I need to be rescued. Be willing to do what's required for you to receive something like that. And for me, it was, you know, it took longer than I thought. (laughs) I knew I needed to get to a certain space and place with the trauma in my body. And so you will also know, you know, truth, are you ready to be loved? Are you ready to receive somebody who's, you know, whatever whatever you're looking for. And then if that's a yes for you, just open up, drop all your barriers and open up. And when they show up, they will. When they show up, be willing to be in the centre of your flower. And yes, you can hear your disassociated parts if they're still there. However, from the centre of your flower, it's you you are not, you're you're connected to your awareness and you know. And for your partner, if you are willing to show up as all of you 
and be vulnerable enough to be aware of when you're not being you, that partner is going to have the most beautiful love. Because what you offer them is a kindness that they so desire, a space of caring that they've been seeking. And depending where they're at with their awareness, they might know all of that already. (laughs) (laughs) However, that's the gift of you. That you thrive with kindness and caring and you're able to contribute massively to their body and being and their world. That they're able to generate and create far beyond what they think is possible and maybe even far beyond what they are aware energetically is possible. There's an energetic reaction that happens when two people come together with consciousness and it's the most amazing energetic communion that just saying yes to changes the world, let alone you being cognitive and doing things and creating things. And that's what I'm excited about. So, yes, it's possible. Yes, you're worth it. And yes, it's okay if you don't choose, you know, if you want to fly solo, that's okay too. There's no right or wrong. The only thing I'm going to say is make it a choice and keep choosing for the future you know is possible and be brave enough to say no to those that are almost right. And be brave enough to say yes to the ones that you know are right, but you're being triggered so much because it is so beautiful and that what you could receive from them and what you could be because of them is terrifying maybe to you. And all I want to say is what I worked out is it's not terrifying, it's exciting. That when I tune into that person's energy, I just want to smile and laugh and oh my gosh, it's that easy. <laughs> you know, it can be that joyous and that fun and and we can just go around the world doing this stuff. You know, it's just, it's there is so much possible for you if you're willing to say no to the things that don't create for you, even if part of them is okay. If you're willing to just say, you know what, I know what I know and I'll say yes when that shows up and when I say that shows up I don't mean conclusion like it has to look this way believe me the universe gifts you things that it never shows up how you think ever my god ever when you take your hands off the wheel and just ask the universe to show you what is possible for you with an intimate partner from a creative generative kind empowering space It's amazing. So hopefully that's given you some tips and tools on what to look out for. Um, And right now if you're feeling like, you know, it's never going to happen, it can, it will, and you will not even believe how beautiful you will feel and the greatness that you two together can create. However, depending on where you are at in your journey, there might be some things that you just need to get organized, sort out, 
you know, for me, I want it to be a space of total freedom. And, you know, my kids are all grown up and I'm in a space where I can choose for me fully. And that's what works for me. So it might be whatever works for you. You just choose it. However, make it a choice. Don't make it a necessity. Do not make relationship a necessity or a neediness. Make it a choice from a place and space of your inner knowing. And when you click into that knowing, the universe will respond. And fast. (laughs) So get ready. When you're at that stage, get ready. (laughs) Get ready to receive something that you cannot even believe how beautiful it can be. And you deserve every bit of it and greater because you're beautiful and you are a gift. Okay, I'll catch you next week. Take care. Bye.